This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to episode one of Make America Grape Again. Today, I'm here with my longtime friend and co-conspirator, co-conspirator Gary Kurtz, who's been in a couple of my other podcasts. Under the Arizona Wine Monk moniker, we're going to start off with Kentucky, and there's a reason why we're starting with Kentucky, believe it or not, and that is because, I did not know this until recently, the very first commercial winery in the United States, dating to about 1799, was in Kentucky. It was called um, the Kentucky Vineyard Society, and it actually included, uh, as sort of co-founders or, or investors. Patrick Henry, Henry Clay, Daniel Boone. Today in Kentucky, there's about uh, 600 acres. So it's about one-sixth of Arizona acreage. Uh, we're no, going to be... It's about six-tenths. Of- six-tenths. See, I, this is why I was into theology and not math. So Arizona has approximately a thousand acres planted. So we figured that's a good unit of measure for evaluating other states. Considering that the BBC uses the size of whales all the time as a unit of measurement, it makes sense to coin a measurement like that for our podcast. And Americans use the size of a football field for damn near everything, even when that has no bearing whatsoever in the size of anything. So the wine we're reviewing slash talking about for episode one is a grape that's pretty darn American, genetically speaking, and that's Norton. Um, which has a hilarious story of origin, uh, I think, but I have a weird sense of humor, as anyone who knows me will attest to. He is not lying. So Norton is a grape cultivar that's believed to be mostly derived from Vitus estavius. Estavalis. Which is one of the native species of American vinifera. Vitus vinifera is the common grapevine that, say, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Franc, Chardonnay is from... Vitus lombrosca is another American species, which is Concord, and a few others. There's Muscadine, which is different entirely. We'll get to that eventually when we get to some of the more southern states than Kentucky. So anyway, uh, Norton was probably first cultivated in Richmond, Virginia. Is the actual state grape of Missouri. Dr. Daniel Norton, so it's named after the guy who more or less first cultivated this grape, first grew it in Virginia. He developed the cultivar from seeds from a now extinct variety, which no one really knows the parentage. Literally called bland. Makes you wonder what the wine was like. Yeah, how bad does your wine have to be to be called, as a varietal, bland? And it could be named after someone, but still, that's pretty rough. Yeah. And admittedly, my opinion of most Nortons has been rather that they are rather bland, uninteresting, uh, overly sour... I found them to be bitter, watery, thin, almost annoying, and whiny. This is not. Yeah, this is actually quite lovely. Uh, I am actually impressed because I thought that a good Norton was like a an impossible thing, like cold fusion or red-headed Orthodox women or sensible American foreign policy. <laughs> but I am really, really impressed by the 2014 Reserve Norton from Cave Hill Vineyard and Winery near a small town called Eubank, which has less people than the town that I actually live in. 
Gary, why don't you tell us a little bit about that landscape since you recently-ish drove through there. So it's Kentucky, it's central Kentucky, uh, about an hour south of Lexington, which for all you bourbon fans out there is not Louisville, which is where most of the bourbon is from. It's horseland. It's rolling hills of green grass pastures with horse fences and trees growing to separate off pastures. And that's it. It's really pretty country. You get a lot of precipitation there, a lot of really harsh, extreme weather. Uh, one of the first times I went there after my parents moved there, there was an ice storm that destroyed about 35% of the trees in their neighborhood. People were without power for months. When we were on our way over, we stopped in a neighboring state to buy as many propane heaters as we could get our hands on to provide to our friends who had no power. And now most of those are still sitting in my parents' garage. Hooray! Stockpile. Yeah, so they're ready for the next use. So this wine is dark. For uh, Norton. Is. For Norton. Uh, most of the other Nortons, like I, I have talked about in the past, are were very kind of pale, ghostly, brown-tinged. Now I'm wondering if most of those got uh, zapped by heat as they were traveling out here. Or oxygen in processing. That's true. Uh, it could have well been uh, bad winemaking techniques. It could well be, yeah. And there are a lot of good winemakers everywhere I've been to, but I mean, they're their fair share of poor winemakers everywhere I've been to as well. So This is true. And that's the thing that we're doing in this podcast. In many cases, we will be going in blind. We don't know that much about the wine industry in that particular state. We don't know about the quality of the winemakers. We won't know who's best, who's not. Now, for other states, we do know because we live in them or they're next door and crow about it constantly. <coughs> California, I'm looking at you. Arizona, I know. Um, I personally have met all of the winemakers I think are the best in the state and some that aren't. We'll leave you to figure out who's who. Yes, anyway. Anyway, the point is, we're going in blind, partly as a, a, a blind tasting of the landscapes and terroir of these states that we're perhaps not familiar with. I mean, it's a voyage of discovery. Yeah. And we want to bring you in on this voyage of discovery with us, because if there's one thing that can bring us all together, it's the love of... Booze. Booze. I was going to say wine, but let's face it, booze. So going back to this particular wine... That color is really dark, and as we were talking about, Norton actually has the highest concentration of anthocyanins for pretty much any grape varietal. Anthocyanins, by the way, are what gives a red wine that color. And they're the bit that makes them healthy. Yes, that is one definitely one of the bits that make them healthy, too. Uh, has 888 milligrams per 100 grams, which, uh, according to our dubious math, is 0.8%. About that, yeah which is very high. That is crazy high. So arguably, if you're looking for a healthy wine, looking for anthocyanins, Norton is your best bet. Now, this is a grape that's widely grown, like I said, in the East Coast, uh, in the Mid-Atlantic and uh, Central Midwest. So we probably will meet this grape again in the course of our journeys across country. So it's a good grape to start with because this would be arguably one of the most American varietals, at least genetically, that there is. There are other varietals that kind of made America their home, like Cabernet Sauvignon. Despite what anyone tells you, Pinot Noir has not made its home in the U.S. Uh, Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. My heart for Pinot, by and large, is Burgundy and Burgundy alone. But Cab Sauv has kind of made a home here in the the U.S. Cab Franc does well in most states. But when it comes to genetics, uh, the only grapes possibly more American 
Norton would be Muscadine varietals, but we'll, again, yep. we'll get there when we get there. We'll leave you hanging on that. So in terms of tasting notes... It's it's lovely. It's very reminiscent of like a Sangio Montepulciano blend. From I could definitely years. see that. Uh, it's got lots of cherry, dark chocolate. We noticed when this wine was first opened. Um, palette also has a lot of chocolate. Uh, Chocolate-covered cherries, almost. Yeah. And a little hint of like a sour beer thing. Yeah, like a cherry Belgian sour beer almost. Which makes me wonder if there's a little bit of like lacto or pedio in it. But it could just be the grape that does that. This is true. Uh, Which again, that's part of the fun of this is that we we will experience varietals that maybe we're familiar with and we'll look at in a different way that we're not familiar with and be introduced for the first time. That's the whole point of all of this fun and fantastic experience. Um, overall, this is a wine that uh, has actually changed my opinion of Norton entirely. Excellent. As I said before, I normally detested Norton, but uh, Kim, who works at Arizona Stronghold as the assistant winemaker there, she's from Missouri and has been consistently preaching the glories of Norton to me ever since I told her that I hated them. And I said, oh, I'll change your mind on that, and uh, she never did, because she never bothered. <laughs> so, Gary, thank you for that. Of course. Now, if you have a bottle that you want to submit to me to uh, talk about in this podcast and you're uh, from a different state, uh, we've got some states locked in. The goal is to eventually review, hopefully, at least uh, a white, a red, and a rosé from every state if possible. If not, because they don't grow enough varietals or it's fruit wines, whatever, then we'll do something different. But the goal is to hopefully at least drink three wines from every state in the long run over the course of this podcast. It'll be spotty. We won't be doing every state at once. We're not going in any particular order. It just so happened that Kentucky was first because I literally said, let's do Kentucky. Oh, wait, this makes perfect sense. Stay tuned for the next episode. And you can guess because we've only got 49 states to go. Till next time, make America grape again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. I'm Gary. You can find me on Instagram at greaterthanwines on Facebook at facebook.com slash greaterthanwines and by email at greaterthanwines at gmail.com.